1: Tonight, Panorama focuses on the terrace gangs who follow one small second division club, Millwall, in London's Dockland. And that is involved, including in our film, language you don't usually hear on television.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achton Millwall.
2: Well hello, good evening and welcome dear listeners around the world, welcome to Achtung Millwall, my name is Nick Hart, you're listening to the number one Millwall podcast. Welcome to this impromptu show, I wasn't going to do a show this weekend but I was shamed into it by Mickey, Mickey AMS, big thank you to Mickey for his excellent coverage of the Gillingham away game on Sunday, he sent me a whole load of footage and I felt I had to get a show out for you. Massive thanks also to Mark Litchfield and Sean Litchfield, his dad, for helping me out because I had nothing planned for this show. So we're going to take you straight back to the Priestfield Stadium now, last Sunday, back to Mickey, AMS, and then we'll follow that up with uh, Mark Litchfield and Sean Litchfield. Thank you for listening, listeners. Let's see you at the Bradford game on Sunday.
3: we're here outside the stadium looks like a purpose-built scaffolding rig uh, standing next to a, a lovely man in a bright green viz with a video camera hopefully he doesn't point it towards me a lovely sunny day lots of happy spirits and uh, we'll come back to you shortly
4: <laughs> <laughs> they're
3: now inside the ground we've what most fans would class as, as two absolute legends. We've got Alan Dunn on the left of me and we've got the, the super gold machine Gary Alexander on the right of us. If we start with you then, Gary, how's it going with management?
5: Yeah, it's good, to be fair. Got an opportunity to take a job at Christmas, took over. Uh, boys obviously done well, we got promoted, so we're going to the Ryman, so a different type of test. But, you know, it's all good and enjoying it.
3: Now you're getting you uh, the taste for management. Fancy at some point going forward, maybe stepping up a bit and going on a on a higher level, or are you just quite happy where you are at the moment.
5: No, to be honest, it's probably like going back and doing a scholarship again. Greenwich, Obviously, a good club going forward. I've got good backing off the chairman. And it's a club that wants to progress within South London, you know, and become bigger and step through the leagues. And uh, if I can take it as far as I can, who knows what the future holds?
4: Just
3: one of, I suppose, one of the um, the questions. What's out there? What's always been out there. Is uh, the Wembley goal class by Summers probably one of the greatest goals ever scored at Wembley? Was it a cross, or did you mean to do it?
5: It's not a cross. There's no one in that box, is there? So...
3: no, no. But this is this is uh, Nick, who who does the pod show normally. He's asked me to ask it as a question. What he's asked. So was it was it meant for or you? Just. Decided that That was it Saw the point And thought Right I'm going to Chance my luck
5: I'd hate to see Nick play football If he thinks That's a cross (laughs) (laughs) So would I
3: Don't worry If you look at him He's he's an elderly gentleman (laughs) He ain't going to Make it that well
5: No it's definitely A shot obviously uh, It came to me It felt nice And obviously I'll probably never Hit a ball that sweet again You know And lucky enough It flew in the top corner I couldn't do it now But you know On the day it flew in And happy days But I'm going to come and see Nick cross the football if that's cross. Do you
3: know what? Maybe that's what we should do. Maybe we're getting down to Ginlum. Getting down to Greenwich, even. Not ginlam That's where we are. And uh, maybe you can sit there and test him and see if he can do us volley a volley of sweep. Maybe that could be uh, that could be quite comical going forward, couldn't it? So, question for both of you guys, then. Your greatest game you ever played for? Wearing a Millwall shirt. We'll start with uh, you first, then, Donny.
6: Jesus Christ. That's put me on the spot there, didn't you? Um, greatest game i played in a Millwall shirt? uh Tough one to be fair, but um, Tom, you've seen a lot of my games. What's, what, what do you get in the greatest game? Uh Leicester away, West Ham.
2: No, I reckon Bolton at home. Bolton at home. When the uh, when the Chinaman <laughs> skinned you down the wing, <laughs> when he absolutely tore you apart. Yeah. No, Leicester away, I'd say.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah you're probably right. Um, yeah, Leicester away probably <laughs> one of the better games. That's going world. on. Yeah. Uh, that's live on the radio. That. Uh, we we'll keep that bit in. Yeah. So probably uh, Leicester it's all about away. The fish. I fish considering <laughs> when they won the Premier the team they had at the time so we had to mark someone like Lloyd Dyer and stuff probably Leicester or Palace at home having to keep Zaha quiet when, yeah, when, Palace he, when at the time Palace. he was talking about 20 million pounds worth of player, a lot of pressure and, and you I kept, kept him them in quiet. your pocket didn't you? yeah, yeah and, that, and that felt good after so probably Palace at home and, um, yeah.
3: Yeah. over to the you then Gary what, what's your greatest game you think then apart from obviously the, the Wembley one <laughs> What do
5: you think? No, probably my greatest moment probably coming off the bench and scoring the winner against Leeds. Uh, God, that was against, beautiful. against Leeds, I scored the header, but obviously I got injured after that, so I remember quite a lot, and it kept me out for probably nine a year, you know. But uh, that was, I think, that might have been one of my last goals I scored for the club, you know. So it was like it was one of them, but it was a great memory and. It's obviously nice to do it against Leeds in front of
3: a packed house. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic against Leeds, isn't it? It's, uh, it always means a lot with them. So I suppose just to, to end it, let you two get in and, and meet and greet everyone because you're going to be absolutely hounded in the stands, no doubt. Who's the? Uh, have you seen many of the games this season? And uh, what players do you think shun?
5: I've only seen a few, to be fair, because obviously we play Saturdays and midweek, we have a lot of games when they clash, I've seen a couple, but it's great for the young lads, like Thompson's come in, he's been in centre that. midfield, you know, and uh, he stood out. Obviously, Gregory's scored goals, you can't complain, you hear people moaning about it, but he's hit 25 goals this year. I think so he's come so on fire, how mate. How can you complain at the centre yeah.
6: forward, scores 25 goals? They've all played a part in what's been so far a very successful season, so it's whether now the business side of it, they can continue to do so. When the pressure comes and really mounts on them, especially in these playoff games and today in a final game, because they they need to finish fourth to get the second leg at home. Yes, yeah, no, definitely, definitely.
3: Any last message for the fans out there who are going to be listening? Brave yourselves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just enjoy the playoffs, you
5: know, and uh, hopefully we can come celebrate and come Wembley, come the
3: 28th of May. So you're going to come to Wembley if we get
5: there? Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be over the away for first yeah, we'll
3: two be there. legs. Oh, Excellent, man. fantastic. Thanks very much, gents. Cheers.
4: <laughs> Achtung, Milba. So the crowds, the crowds
3: going mad. The players are out on pitch. They're lining up. Harris has just walked onto the pitch, standing next to I am Lynch behind me, and his dad, Sean. Sean and his dad, Sean. Hello, Mark. How you doing? Not too bad. I might be, might not be as great in two hours, but we'll see. Yeah, the uh, the stands fully open. Uh, it should be sponsored by a sun cream lotion. It's definitely going to be a lovely warm day, and plenty of bald heads are going to be a lot redder at the end of it. We'll come back to you in a bit. The police are, uh, are quite precariously placed on the right-hand side, up in an open unit. Uh, they look like they're uh, a crow's nest on, sh- on board a, a large ship. Uh, peculiarly, peculiarly placed... Peculiar? We'll fuck that word off placed on the right-hand side of the fans, but the fans seem happy, seems to be full voice. So then Greggs is sitting on the bench. So's Williams, Tony Craig, Fordy. So, uh, yeah, we'll say Hopefully we don't get to play Greg's today, rest him, and then come back for the playoffs and hopefully score a hat-trick.
0: A few
4: minutes in,
3: we're uh, not really loads to talk about, to be fair. A bit of a decisive error. Potentially from Archer. Didn't come out for it. Other than that, not a lot. At the moment, it seems a a fairly boring game, don't you agree? Uh, Yeah, it's shit so far. (laughs) Sean? Yeah, Yeah, as long as we beat them, mate, I don't care how we play.
1: We've got to beat them. Get revenge. Get revenge
3: for the Den defeat. The 3-0 defeat back at the Den, yeah. We could definitely do with uh, reclaiming that. Millwall with a free kick just outside the Gillingham box. Very, very close. Millwall's on the attack, Steve. One. Got it. Back in. Keeper's got the ball. Probably the best attack so far from Millwall. Back in. corner ball, Millwall. Is he looking at the away goal? Or looking at the home end's goal? Right-hand side corner. No, Too low. low.
1: Get it over the first defender.
3: Finish. A shit go. Oh! About two or three shots there on goal, and we couldn't put one pass, unfortunately. Cape had a bit of a, a good save there. It's out for a throw in.
4: Achtung,
2: We rejoin the game in the second half.
3: There we go, we're on the attack now. Back to Chris Taylor. Yes, Chris Taylor's in. Morrison's there. This stadium is rocking! This whole stand is rocking! There we go! Aiden O'Brien! Uh, 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 uh. Fucking look at that light! Look at the spotlights. This stadium is going rocking! This artificial stand made out of Meccano is um, feeling rather unsafe. Anything? Don't worry, I'm not pressed. It's for the, the Millwall podcast. You can look at me I've got four heads. But you're all right. (laughs) A ball in from Chris Taylor. Morrison took a shot. Got it. Deflected it. He should have done. Kicked it straight at the keeper. And with that, Aidan O'Brien slots it in. Aidan O'Brien done a good goal there. No one. Scuffles in the away end, in the home end, there's scuffles. Think Constabulary are going in. This stadium is shaking. Absolutely. This stand is shaking. There's spotlights on scaffold poles on the back of the railings. And uh, let's put it this way. I wish I was sitting near the front and not at the back. I mean, I was speaking to a couple of Millwall fans who live out here, and they come here and pick tickets up in the week, fully away and without any problems whatsoever. And speaking to the police before the game, the police were saying that the allocation was duly down to the club. The club didn't want it. The club didn't want more here, which to me, I think is stupid. Could this be another goal? Too far.
1: Oh!
3: The referee is. Uh, we keep getting all these unbelievable refs, don't we? Taylor's flicked in. Morrison flicked. Oh! Morrison with a that's glancing that's header, that's unfortunately, that's just that's hit the that's post. That's who's, he who's he sent off,
1: Romeo. I Who? What
3: the about like? suspensions for the post. So Romeo sent off. Romeo sent off for what? I don't know. He looked as if he was impended rather than anything else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it
0: how many, it?
1: That was never a sending off. Never,
3: never. That was never, ever, ever a sending off. Never in a fucking million years, was it? He's immediately got up, now
1: he's been sent off. Harris, is gone.
3: Yeah. Harris has gone. <laughs> Harris has now been sent off as well. So, Harris Harris has now been told to leave the stadium. The Gillingham player went down as if he'd been shot. And then Guy Romeo's face is now back up. No trainers come on the pitch. No magic sponges were needed. Just pretty much a definite demonstration of the bloke being a cunt. Morrison's off for Tony Craig by the looks of it. Morrison is not happy at all. Morrison is pissed, mate. Morrison's thrown the bottles on the wall. On the wall. Oh, no. As you say, there was no trainer needed, no treatment at all. Absolutely ridiculous. I'm um, coming to board. Six minutes. Six minutes. Gillingham on the attack again. Oh. Gillingham has scored. Dive minutes. Gillingham fans you are on the pitch. Gillingham fans you are on the pitch. A couple of the Gillingham have had a go at Mark Beavers. Mark Beavers has just palmed them off. Mark Beavers is squaring up. This is absolutely disgraceful. Gillingham are... Oh, fans are causing a bit of grief. Entice the pitch. And they're making a surge towards the front. I think there's going to be a pitch invasion here.
1: Foul. Foul. This game is
3: suddenly taking a bit of a turn.
1: Oh!
3: 29 minutes, Gregory gets brought down by their number 24. This is decisive. This is absolutely decisive. Now we score this, second leg is at home. If we don't score this, second leg is away. Gregory, it's time to make yourself into the Millwall legend capability. You score this, we love you. You fuck it, we'll hate you. Come on. Yeah! Yeah! He knew then, didn't he? Yeah, he was going to take that off. And I like the way Griggs was going to take his shirt off. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gregory hammers it on right hand corner. He goes to take his shirt off. Second thoughts and thinking the way this referee is he will bug me and he doesn't, that's putting him in, nine minutes, two, one. That was a well taken penalty kick there. Gillingham on the attack, it's all over, Millwall two, Gillingham none, a Gillingham fan on the pitch. Millwall fan looks like a Millwall fan has uh, come on the pitch to get Gillen, who's got Lee Gregory's shirt there's a player on the pitch trying to get all of the players shirts
4: great result great result result. that's, that's the sort of result that'll get us up that shows bottle yeah. today. Oh, that is complete and out of bottle. the only black stars. They've tried to do a job on us today. Oh, oh, fish oh, fish we
5: rose
3: above yeah. it and we've gone
1: above it. Absolutely. No,
3: that's it. Definitely. Definitely. They've tried to pull it and they didn't, they didn't work.
1: And immediately, immediately Romeo got sent off. Yeah. He got up and played the rest
3: of the game. Yeah. No yeah. fucking treatment at all. Yeah. No, that's it. Achtung. So the game's over. We're waiting to get out. I think what we do now is on the way out. We we'll get some. We we'll get some conversations. Someone's saying next to me it's definitely a straight red.
6: It looks pretty much straight red. Both his feet were off the
1: ground. Under the modern rules, you can't do it. Well,
3: I do think that the player, the, the, the Ginneland player there, did play for it. Oh, yeah. He went down like he'd been but fucking shot. He's, he's no trainer those, on.
6: He's a young lad. Someone so, with so, more experience would know not to fucking do it down there. It's not
3: like he I needed agree. to do it. Do no, you know no, mean? I agree. I one agree. nil up. Really? You've got the playoffs coming. You don't do anything silly. We're not going anywhere. It's, you know... It's for Atom Millwall. So the question is, what's on every Millwall? Good luck to you because it was yeah. well done for going on. Even though you've got a, a ripped shirt, maybe we will do a crown fund, get you a new one. But why?
6: Because I've got two mates and we had a good day out and they fucking love Millwall. They got two, they got sons and they won the shirt. So I fucking, fuck it, run on the pitch and get it. In front of them, we're all fans.
3: I think you've done well, mate. I think fuck it was it, well appreciated. Bit that's of a, a, bit of fun, bit of a harsh it? tackle, but that's what that's yeah. What yeah. What going <laughs> to football is all about, though, <laughs> isn't got, it? Got
6: a, ta- got got a, got a ripped T-shirt, but fuck it. You know at least I
3: mean? you didn't get arrested and they didn't go over yeah, the top no, and all, all good, that bollocks. All good, um, it was all good. Yeah,
6: I'll, say, I'll be at the den next season, easily. I'll be at the den next season.
3: As long as we, um, with Dan, we blur your picture out so that... Mr. Chapman, don't get hold of you, and then we'll be all right. <laughs> well done, gents. Well done. No worries.
2: Achtung. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
0: Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
3: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
0: Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping.
2: Big welcome to Mark Litchfield. Welcome back to the show, Mark. Cheers, Nick. Thanks very much. Like London buses, mate. We go for two years without coming on the show. (laughs) And then within two weeks, you're back on again. (laughs) Yeah. Quite a day down there at Gillingham yesterday. We were recording this on the Monday night in the pissing rain. Um, Yesterday was scorching hot and full of sound, drama and fury by the sounds of it. Uh,
4: Yeah, you could say that. I mean, the, (laughs) the last 10 minutes were just surreal. I mean, I've never, I don't think we've ever scored as late as the 98th minute. Um, especially after conceding in the ninety second as well, obviously with yeah. the ten men. Yeah. Um So it was quite the finish. I mean, the the first half, I think it passed us by a bit. I think we, I think we were on the beach. To be quite honest, <laughs> we'd already made the playoffs. Obviously. Um,
2: well, there was no sense happened. of pressure. I mean, I, I, I think it was, there was no. I, I didn't feel any great pressure because obviously the playoffs were were resolved we're in the playoffs it, yeah. it, was, it was more the advantage or disadvantage as some might see it of the away leg first or the home leg first really so that was the only thing we had to play for
4: yeah i mean obviously when they when they uh they equalized in the 92nd minute we had a quick look at our phones and saw bradford all winning, So win yeah thought, oh shit! you know now we've got to go up their um second leg but yeah then obviously we scored so it changed completely so they must have felt the same up in bradford you know thinking they're all all making their plans and all of a sudden they see Millwall scored in the ninety eighth minute and it's all changed again. But um it was a yeah it was a funny old last ten or fifteen minutes. I mean the the Romeo sending off
2: um, what was your take on that, Mark? and I've seen the um I've seen this this you know, the YouTube um highlights. It's a tough one, isn't it it's really tough on the hmm. kid. I think that maybe is clouding some people's judgments as to whether it was or it wasn't a straight red. We've we've appealed it, so might as well, I suppose. But I think there's more the sense of it just being harsh on a on a player that's done so well for for yeah. so much of the season for us.
4: Yeah, I mean, we, well, there's nothing to lose by appealing it, obviously. No. Um you know, I mean, the only thing they can give us is just you know the frivolous appeal or whatever it is. Um, so you get us an extra game, but I mean that will be next season, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, from where we was, it it, it, it looked like he lunged in, um, but I mean the bloke. I mean, credit to the Ginningham bloke. He didn't, you know, hit the deck and roll around and mm. sort of wave the card in the referee's face. I mean, others did that for him. But, um, <laughs> he, uh, he, you know, he just sort of carried on. So, he, I mean, he lunged in, but I think it back, and there's uh, there's minimal, if any, contact, Nick, with the bloke. Um, so, obviously, the referee's seen him sort of lunging. I think, you know, both feet have left the floor. Um, so, he's seen that as a red card offence. But, personally... I mean, well, one nil, well, we probably won't get off it. But no. I, I would, I would be surprised if it wasn't recently. But as you say, yeah, it's a, it's a terrible shame because Romeo's, you know, since he's come in, he's been, he's been fantastic for his, you yeah. know, for his years. He's been above, above and beyond them. Um, so it's, it's a shame, but we just have to see. But I, I mean. We're going to be biased, obviously, but we didn't think it
2: was a red looking at it. I wondered, I mean, I was following it on Twitter, so I didn't have the privilege of being down there, but I wondered whether it was going to be a big situation. You know, the, the, I imagine the atmosphere was intense within the stadium. Yeah, it was, um, yeah. And referees lose the plot slightly in that situation, don't they? So, you know, I, 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 you can always picture the scene without seeing it in some respects. A referee's seen a challenge. Mm. Can't wait to get his red card out and be part of the day's events in that, in that way.
4: Yeah, I mean, I feel I do feel sorry for. We actually saw um, his dad outside, Jazzy B. Yeah. Um, and we asked, you know, how is he? And he said he's absolutely distraught. He said he's he must upset. be, yeah,
2: he must yeah,
4: be. Because I mean, if it would have happened three, four games ago, you know, it might not have been as bad because obviously he would have missed just the last few league games. But the fact he could possibly miss out on a Wembley appearance, you know, yeah. must be it must be terrible for him.
2: There must be, yeah. No, I, I think all Millwall fans feel that for the poor boy. I mean, it's he's done so. He's been a real breath of fresh air in the side. He's 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 got hmm. he's got a huge future in front of him, Mark. I I think he's got the uh, he's got the X factor to go the full distance. Either. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I you know. And it would have been a massive learning experience for him to be in two, a semi-final effectively over over two legs with Bradford, and then we mm-hmm. we'll we'll hope the big day. But um, we mustn't mustn't leap ahead. But no, I mean I, I suppose it's Carlos Edwards's time in a way, isn't it? I mean there's, there's another storyline. You know we we got the young pretender that's not involved now, and suddenly we have got what is he thirty eight years old? He'll be the most obvious yeah. choice to come into the into the squad in in that situation. What a story that's going to be.
4: Well, we thought we actually thought that yesterday because he bought Tony Craig on. Um, yeah. New Ar- well, it wasn't New Harris actually because he got sent off himself. Um, <laughs> in all that the, right. Yeah, I missed that
2: storyline. Yeah, I mean, that, that's right. Yeah,
4: I think, I think he, uh, he wasn't too happy, let's say, with the sending off. Um, like done, <laughs> Diplomatically put um, Mark. The referee has uh, not liked maybe something he said or yeah. something he done. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's chucked him in the stands as well. So uh, I mean, Livermore <laughs> made the change. I think it was him in the end.
0: Yeah, it was, um,
4: Tony Craig came on at right back, and we thought, "Oh, that's a bit strange," you know, because Edwards is on the bench. Equal is um, experienced.
2: I mean, he's been around the track as many times as Tony yeah, Craig. So I, I think
4: he might have wanted a bit of, you know, a bit of, um, a bit of grit, a bit of steel at yeah. the back as well. And Tony Craig gives you that, obviously. Certainly yeah, does. Yeah, I'd imagine Edwards will be back in for the for the playoffs.
2: Yeah. So, and then the, the, obviously the last, the absolute last, gas penalty. I mean, I, I, I couldn't believe it when I, that popped up. I saw the one-all scoreline, I, I, you can imagine what I said to myself when I saw that. And uh, like many others around the globe, I dare say. And then, of course, we got this a- utter drama of a, of a of a last, literally last kick of the game, penalty kick, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, we we hit the bar.
4: I think. well mind you, we hit the, I think we hit the bar in the first half. We hit the bar in the second half. Um, yeah so we i mean we was actually surprised when we went one mil up, but when they equalize in the 92nd minute obviously you're thinking that's it you know yeah either they're going to have the momentum and go and get a winner or we're just going to play out a draw call it quits so, I mean,
6: yeah
4: yeah yeah well, i mean we were sitting we were sitting so deep and uh sort of gregory was on the on the halfway line and he was the furthest player forward yeah and someone lumped it forward i can't remember who it was and uh gregory just t- chased it down and He's filling and bloke pulled him down and he gave the penalty and we couldn't believe it and even then you know I thought well, we ain't going to score it <laughs> it was just in one of them one of them days you know where apart from the goal just absolutely nothing has gone in but oh what a fantastic moment it was so sweet when he scored it
2: so well, sweet as as they say come if the hour come if, come if the man Lee Gregory is, yeah. you know that's his 25th of the season there we've still got um two games at least to go in, in the season it's that's a storyline in its own right. I mean, there's been so much this season, Mark. So many good performances, so many backstories. And Lee Gregory is, is yet another, isn't he? I mean, th- come back from a stomach operation, within two weeks he's back taking part in such a critical game. It's, it's incredible.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, one thing I will say about him is he's, I, I think he's a proper Millwall player. He's a grafter. You yeah. know, he works hard for the team. Um, you know, He scores the goal so he could rightly take the glory for himself. Yeah. But he doesn't do that, you know, he it's sort of spread around the whole team. Um I think him and Morrison have now got a combined forty three this season.
2: Absolutely amazing. Is, yeah, amazing. Uh, yeah,
4: it's fantastic. Um, you know, I think I saw something the other day that um I I worked out actually after the Swindon game, um in the season that we won Division Two, Neil Harris and Paul Moody scored forty two between them. Yep. And in the uh season with Sheringham and Cascarino they scored forty seven. So they're actually up there with those partnerships then do this season, so it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely
2: fantastic. Some very high company they're keeping, there. and let's yeah. let's not forget the contribution of Aidan O'Brien. I mean, was yep. he on twelve, thirteen now? I've lost track of what he's on now. But I
4: think, yeah, I think it's twelve. I think it is.
2: But that's no mean achievement. You know, it's been seasons where twelve has been our top scorer for the season. Let alone third. Mm. You know, to come in in third place, it's it's it is there is a sense of togetherness in the squad. When, you know, following again online. I um, saw, you know, that Gary Alexander's in the crowd. We've got Alan Dunn in the crowd. The other week, up at Barry, had Denzel. There There is a real sense yeah. that, um, at long last, Mark um, cra- crowd support, fans and team are coming together into into one pretty powerful unit. When Mill fans and Mill players pull together, it's it, it's as as good a as good a force as any in football, isn't it?
4: That's right. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, the person in charge is overseen uh, that change. Obviously, Mr. Harris. Um, I think, you know, he would have got more leeway than many other Millwall managers would have. But he's, I mean, he's done absolutely fantastic. I, I personally can't see why he's not in, he's not being mentioned, you know, for manager of the year or. No. Or in, but maybe because he is Millwall manager. He's um, just not, he's not been mentioned. He seems to have gone under the radar. Maybe that's a good thing. But I would have thought he would have got a little bit more, you know, accolades than, than he has got.
2: We don't fit into many people's um, good news stories, do we, really? I mean, no matter what we no, do, no, I, no. I think there's one storyline always cast for Millwall, and um, we know what that is. But I'll make you right, it's, it's been an incredible achievement. I was trying to set it in context of all the years that I've known uh, Millwall, and I'm trying to think of equivalent sporting achievements in that time. I'm I'm coming down to the likes of George Graham and and um, what he achieved with us in the early '80s, and yeah. obviously you can't yet put it on the very top table of a, you know John Doherty's promotion to the to the first division as it then was. Mm. But this is this is in the top. I I, I personally think it's in one of the top five achievements in Millwall history, given where we were, Mark, and given where we what we have before us now, and and the promise of the squad. I, I can't think of um, that many better achievements. Let's put it that way.
4: No, well, I mean, you go back to what was it, just over 12 months ago, he sort of took over in March, April, didn't he? So, yeah. I mean, you go back to that Holloway game where we lost one to Norwich, you know, everyone was paying uh, for blood, Holloway was hiding in the dugout, you know, people wanted, Bellison out, people wanted him out, them out, Yeah. you know, and, and there's, 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 there's none of that now. It's just completely the other end of the spectrum. So, it's a, it's a fantastic job and, I mean, in my time, I think twenty-two years I've been going now. Yeah, I can't remember them any better than you know than what Harris has done. Harris changed it around.
2: No, it, it, there is a real sense of um, unity in the in the club, and you know that we've got the playoffs now. We've got to face probably the one team that um, most of us wouldn't have chosen ideally. My, yeah. Myself, I, I, I think you've got to face these teams at some point. So, you know, what, what the hell? What, I mean, how do you feel about Bradford over two legs? It's, they're, they're, they're lotteries, aren't they? Playoffs.
4: Yeah, they are. I mean the, the forty six games that you've just had don't really matter. No, right? it's all on them two games now. But I mean, i will admit I didn't want Bradford. It's probably the one side I didn't want. Yeah. Um, you know, they've had, you know, they've had our number on both occasions really this season. It was a you know, it was a it was a proper war at the den. Um, it, it back was, at the end of October. It was. As Tony Craig's injury, you know, yeah. told. But um they beat us up there obviously one nil. So I don't know, it's going to be, I think they're going to be two, you know, big battles again. They're going to be, well, they're going to be wars basically between two teams that I think are quite evenly matched, set up in the same way. You know, they've both got good good managers, good knowledgeable managers. Yeah. Um. I think, I think, I don't want to tempt fate, but I think the winner of that will win the playoffs Um, outright. But that remains to be seen, obviously, but it's going to be, they're going to be two interesting games.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if it goes all the way. You know, extra time, penalties, et cetera. Penalties? I don't don't, don't even mean. <laughs> not that mark. That might be where it goes. I mean, I, I personally, I mean, we're going to take two two thousand two hundred. I think we've been allocated up at Valley Parade this this Sunday. Um, I can see us taking a fair number up there. Um, whether we'll take the full allocation or not remains to be seen. The home leg promises to be an absolutely apocalyptic night at the Den, doesn't it? I mean, Friday night under the floodlights with um, mm. you know possibly the Wembley uh, the Wembley final at stake in the, in that match. I think you're right. I think it will be a war. It will be a battle. It'll be whichever team can keep their head in the midst of all of that. With, you know, you can picture what the crowd's going to be like. So it'll be a fired up fired up scene, isn't
4: it? Yeah, I mean, the Friday night, regardless of what happens in the first leg, will be it'll be a powder keg atmosphere. You know, it will be hopefully Huddersfield Mark two. You know, that's, where that's... the team the Bradford team <laughs> they just don't wanna know from kickoff, you know. Yeah. I can't I can't see Bradford being like that. I think they're a little bit more mentally strong than, than Huddersfield were back at that at that night. Yeah. But uh it's, the second leg's going to be some night. It's going to
2: be some night. Well, know they'll, they'll, they'll be expecting it to be a hot atmosphere inside the den. I mean, I think their manager... Is it Phil Parkinson is, is the manager? It is, yeah,
4: that's right. Yeah. yeah,
2: so he's an experienced man. He will know what to expect. And, you know, it's going to... I think i make you right. I don't think it'll be... Um, uh, Huddersfield was just kind of like squashing a fly in some ways. I don't think they'll roll over yeah. quite to that extent. But it will be some experience <laughs> for their players. I, I don't think there's many arenas where... Many teams would fancy turning out with with you know uh, major prizes at stake, and they wouldn't choose the den as that as that place to turn out. So <laughs> no, I, no, I, no, I, no, yeah. I I do think it's I do think in a, a powerful chance, powerful opportunity. Obviously, first leg Sunday, I expect that to be a tight one, don't you, up there? I think that will be one one goal either way. I don't think it's yeah, going to be an open game. First
4: legs are never open affairs, you know. They're always tight. They're always cagey. Um, so yeah, I think it'd be the odd goal or or a draw, which obviously. We take, you know, I think I'd even probably take as a single goal defeat. I think we could, you know, we're capable of turning that around at home. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we win the game, obviously, all all the better, even better.
1: Achtung, Milwall!
2: All right, welcome on the show now to Mark's dad, Sean Litchfield. Welcome to the show, Sean.
1: Good evening, everybody.
2: Nice to have you on, mate. We've been talking about this for a little while and um we haven't got around to it. So what a fantastic situation to welcome you on the show. I was just talking to Mark about um equivalent Millwall achievements as this of uh, this season. I mean obviously football's still to be played, so we don't want to prejudge too much. But I'm yeah. just I'm just thinking in terms of a fourth place finish... Given the disaster that we've had in recent years, compared with some of the um, the great performances of the past that we would have seen, I I, I think it's one of the the great achievements up in the, the top five or six. You go back further than me, though, mate. Would you, where would you place it in in terms of well, comparisons?
1: It, I mean, I like to see Millwall go up and up and up, and like it. every every true Millwall supporter would. But. Um, I remember. I think it was the seventy seventy one season when we just missed out, yeah. as well on promotion to the uh, the top level when we lost. Well, we didn't we didn't lose it, but Birmingham um, oh, the, Orient they overtook
2: the, us, didn't they? Yeah.
1: On the Tuesday night, uh, Bob Hatton, who was a constant threat for Birmingham City, then bearded centre forward, yep. some of the other the older Millwall guys would remember him, scored the only goal at Orient. They needed a point. They won 1-0. Yeah. And I think um, in the crowd of about 12,000, I think you'll find about 6,000 in Millwall there. <laughs> <laughs> the only time Millwall would cheer Orient. Know, but, um, There's a rare yeah, occasion. That was a, that was a great season with some great players, great characters inside as well, you know, like the Kitch and um, yeah. people like that. And uh, the Posse and the Wellers and... Uh, you know, so I, I well, I remember them all, mate. I remember the ups and the downs, obviously, right from right from the fourth division days
2: when well, we came out the fourth division. Well, this is it. I mean, I'm, I'm, we came down last season uh, in uh, following the, the disasters of um, Lomas and then, then Ian Holloway to follow. Yeah, the um, club was adrift in some ways, I mean, it was stuck with a you know a shed load of players that didn't really want to be there. We didn't want them; they didn't want to be at the Den. And in many respects, to you know, some clubs would have come down from the championship last season into League One and possibly even struggled and gone downwards. I mean, to a degree at the start of the season, we did. But so to to go from that kind of um, disastrous situation and finish in, in, a, in a very worthy, creditable fourth position, 24 wins over the season, the only thing that's separating us from Wigan is that they've lost less than we've lost. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of equivalent seasons. I mean, I, I remember the, when we got relegated in the 70s, we came back straight away, didn't we? From Yes. Um, it was about 75, 76 season, I think. And yes. But there wasn't the, the same sense. Maybe football was different then, Sean, but it wasn't the same sense of disaster, was it?
1: Football, football was different then. Football was a contact sport in those games, mate. But uh, unfortunately, through old players like myself for Saturdays and Sundays. (laughs) Football's not a contact sport anymore, I'm afraid. And that that really worries me about the way the game's going on because we've always been built on solid players, you know, the proper Millwall players. Yeah, yeah. Some of the the antics I've seen this season, Nick, is uh, especially the one that got shot at Coventry, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the guy, the guy that got done by the sniper at Coventry.
0: Yeah, I know, man. yeah really I know <laughs> what I mean. disastrous. one of the
2: things I hate in the modern game, and I, I wasn't down at Gillingham yesterday, Sean, but I understand their players are making imaginary card signs to the referee every time. I, uh, oh, I, yeah, I it's, fucking it's, hate that, don't you? It's one thing I can't bear. Oh, I can't stand it, mate. I can't stand it because I, I actually run a team myself for 15
1: years of a Sunday morning side, and. most of these players would have started a bloody full-scale fight down on the pitch (laughs) on a Sunday morning. I'm sorry, mate, I'm an old traditionalist where football is concerned. I'm a proper Millwall man, I like to see proper Millwall players. The likes of Terry Earlock and Brisley and Kitchener and and, and a few before him, Pat Terry, which our older listeners would you know, and yeah. Reg Davis, the goalkeeper. At times I've seen him punch people in the face, <laughs> you know, and just standing there and saying, get up, get up, you know. But now, uh, these guys wouldn't last two minutes in the game, would they? They'd would, be... You yeah, know, can you imagine a lock in today's football?
2: He'd be off the pitch a lot, mate. He'd be getting 2nd yellows you know, a lot, wouldn't he, if nothing I else? I don't think it,
1: it wouldn't make... He, he'd probably say, well, you know, he's probably standing on the line and say, how long am I going to last? You know, because, <laughs> uh, well... He, you know, I like to see a true Millwall player, mate. And I've seen Millwall for many, many years. As I say, 1957, my old man took me down there. And wow. I've taken Mark down there. And yeah. hopefully that uh, when Mark becomes a father and um, gets his finger out, so to speak, he'll take <laughs> him for it down there, you know? <laughs> but, uh, you know, perhaps I'm an old, perhaps I'm old-fashioned mate, but I like to see true Millwall players. Um, we've got them now. We always have had them down, down the... Um, down the years um, and that's what I want to see and I cannot abide what I've seen some of the times this season especially with the Swindon game this season I don't know if you were Swindon away I don't know
2: if No, I'm, I'm, I couldn't make that one but I, I, I heard about it, it's, um, it it's, it's League One once upon a time it was a bit of a bastion of old school virtues but it's become championship eyes doesn't it they've gone the same way yeah. as the Premier yeah. League and the Championship
1: you know at, at Swindon we there's three or four of us there in our little crowd, and we knew within five minutes of that second half um, that we we thought we wasn't going to finish with ten with eleven on the pitch, and we thought and we were right that he was dying to give Swindon a penalty. You know, we, we <laughs> knew it. It was going that way, mate. And I don't know, you know, whether other people think so, but I'm of a mind that the the the, the authorities don't want to see Millwall uh, promoted. I really don't. I, really, I i don't know if people agree or not, but um, you know, I just don't think that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's me, mate. Maybe it's me. Um, as I say, because I'm Millwall through and through, you know. And I—I I, I don't think—I don't think the FA want to see Millwall get promoted. I really don't.
0: Well, I
2: think you're right there. I certainly don't, don't think they want us anywhere close to their beloved Premier League. That—that that would be the ultimate, no. the ultimate oh, disaster, funny, wouldn't it? Mate. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I, I, want, I know what you mean. I, know, I, I equally, I mean, we're all Millwall fans, and we all like a certain type of Millwall player. I mean, Ben Thompson's the obvious example in the current side. Oh, a doubt. He's yeah, he's yeah. a Millwall boy, and, and, and to you know to a degree, so in in his ways, Jimmy, do that I never give up, never say die
1: type well, of player. I was talking to a few guys before the game at uh, Gilliam. Uh, on Sunday, because we were standing uh, below the Meccano set, which yeah. I called it their, their stand, you know. And uh, I mean, if you had a spanner there, you could just take that bloody thing apart. It, <laughs> Maybe
2: it, someone should.
1: <laughs> well, and I was talking to a few guys, and for the first time ever, I heard someone say, we don't want Jimmy Abdu. Now, really? I've never, ever heard that, and his mate joined in and said, the bloke's a liability, and I thought, how can you say the bloke's a liability? he's got such an engine, that guy. He's, uh, you know, I think he's pulled us out of a few scrapes with last hits tackles and, you oh, know, totally. recovered really covered fullbacks and, but, you know, football's a game of opinions, Nick, isn't it? You know, you can't, not every Millwall supporter can like every Millwall player, can they?
2: That's, that's for yeah. sure. That's for sure. I think I ought to put that on a badge and sell it. I might make a few bob out of that, mightn't I? Um, you know, uh,
1: sorry, uh, got... at Swindon, you know, this is, this is the, the best, or probably the worst quote I've ever ever heard, where someone was slagging off Gregory, and their quote actually said he's the worst twenty-goal scorer. In the last <laughs> <years>. <laughs> yeah. Well, that one
2: out. Now that's a t-shirt slogan. I might, I might, I might, well, nick, I might that. nick that off you there, Sean. I like. Not...
1: It's not off of me, my friend. It's not. You know, it's nothing painting in there. But he, Gregory is the worst twenty. I said, well, I. I think we need one of them every season. Then, yeah, that's them,
2: right. Really? I, we we could use a terrible striker like that. And if if that let guy's listening, he's now our worst twenty-five goals striker, with a prospect of twenty-six or he twenty-seven. Sit
1: far away from me, mate. In the main <laughs> stand. And, and I feel like saying every time Gregory puts one in the back of the net. You know I don't. You know, I was really mystified by that, Nick. And if any if any Millwall supporter would like to come on your show and explain that to me what that guy meant, I really don't know. There's a
2: challenge. There's a challenge to send out to everybody. Well,
1: now, if, 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 one of your, if one of your listeners would like to explain that, I'd be very much obliged.
2: The worst 25-goal striker in real history, Lee Gregory. Yes.
1: Well, he's, 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 his actual words were...
2: He's the worst 20-goal striker we've had for ages. <laughs> I can't think of many other 20-goal strikers we are going back to the Sheringham's and we're going back well, to, the, to that level. That teddy in the cash, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've got Bradford over two legs now, Sean. Um, it's going to be two tough games. I was just talking to Mark about it. Um, yep. Two tough battles ahead for us. Do you fancy us yep. over the two legs?
1: Well, I was on one of your sister programs where... We don't uh, talk you know,
2: about them. TV
1: and it, uh, well, whatever. <laughs> um, you know, but, um, right.
2: We do, uh, we do. But,
1: uh, I, I think I, I'm fairly confident the way we're playing um, that we can shut up shop at Bradford. Um, let's face it, we lost 1-0 up there yeah. um, a few weeks ago and it was only, um, you know, I think it was uh, uh, the conditions, but one throw in done us. You know, Stevie Morrison had a good chance. O'Brien had a good chance, and we if we'd have taken our chances, we could have come out of that game with a win psychologically, maybe Bradford fancied their chances. I don't know, but um you know, let's try and create that atmosphere down the den for the return game, and hopefully we're still in it, we're still in with a chance i think we i think we'll we'll be there i think we I think we'll make Wembley again, I really do.
2: No, I, 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 I fancy it. It's just purely because we, we, at times we look a little bit open at the back. I, I think in recent, um, the last few games of the, of the season, we've looked a little bit prone to crosses and, and the long ball forwards. We just yep. looked a little bit jittery at times, which um, yep. has, has come on us lately. But that said, we, we create chances, Sean, don't we? We we, we make chances oh, yes. and yes. In, you know we score. And that is gold dust in this league. So, yes, I, I think we may be a little bit leaky, but we'll, we'll create as many chances. We might be leaky with at the back.
1: Well, when was the last time we had a plus twenty-four goal difference?
2: Yeah, we're going so back to we've promotion seasons, aren't we? You know, well, that's um,
1: what I'm saying. You know, we've got a plus twenty-four, and I personally, I think, I think that Mr. Harris has done an absolute wonderful job from the crap that uh, the clown left last year. Oh, totally. You know, just, oh, I, I didn't mind him being signed first of all, all away, but as the season went on, I thought, what are you doing, man? what are you doing? Isn't you know, it, um, playing, a com- playing a conference striker, i.e. Gregory, who's come three divisions up, three grades up, and playing him off up front on his own when at Halifax, he played off a big striker. Yeah. You know, and that and, 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 and off of the big striker, but Olaway played him up front on his own. But the man still got nine goals for us.
2: Yeah, no, I, I like Lee Gregory. I think he's a he's a real um, he's become a real story for the season in many respects. Coming back from I the operation so. recently, <clears> that the goal no. hauling it does its own talking. I, mean, I know our mate there at Swindon might disagree with that, but I think twenty-five goals does its own. You say no more in my in my book. There's not many players well, that can tell you what, come into that hole. Think-
1: I think the big Manchester United team would would love a twenty five goal striker this season.
2: Any team, you go all around the world, any, any team at whatever level you play. If you've got a striker that can score you twenty five plus goals, you've got a very valuable asset there, Sean. And I, I think that, yes. we we do tend to be a little bit uh, we take players for granted at times down the den, don't we? And I think that that's.
1: I think a... I think it's the nature the nature of the clientele, so to speak, Nick. It's uh, you are not going to please all the Millwall supporters all the time.
2: No, that's that's you, for sure. You,
1: you won't do. You won't do. I mean, I, 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 I on a, on another note, I personally voted for Mister Webster for a man of the season this year, and uh, a lot of people um, before we went into the gym agreed with me. One yeah, said, "How the bloody hell can you pick him out?" And I thought, "Well, thought <laughs> he, well, he's the most improved player in our side."
2: He's made a massive, yeah, massive, so. massive journey. I mean, we've spoken about it on the show a few times now, but it's, it's a yeah. huge journey he's made from. Again, you know Holloway in, in, in influenced um, from where he was to where he is now, and the way he's playing now, and the commitment Sean. I mean, he, he's got that's the look. Right. He's got the look of a normal player about him, isn't he? You and know that, I think so, Yeah. And yep. Um, that that is that is worthy of. I mean, I, I I wouldn't disagree with anyone that voted for for Byron for the Player of the Season. It's just there's so many other candidates.
1: Oh, that's right. Isn't that good? Isn't that good to find out that we had so many candidates?
2: It's very very refreshing, mate. Very refreshing.
1: Very much. I mean, I think if the the little fella Ben uh, had a played all season, I think he'd have walked away with it. To tell you the truth.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, he came in third. I think there's a there's a there's a surge of emotion on that because I I think you're right. Yeah. He, he didn't make the whole season. He he couldn't have done. But um, I do think he's a real prospect for the future. I think he's a real middle player, and he's got the touch. He's got the touch. That's that's. Well, I,
1: he's amazing. I was talking to a guy up at this up at the uh, the back end of the stand on Saturday, uh, Sunday. And we were talking about how he Leaps, yeah. And it's... we agreed that he's like a Tim Kale exactly. Yeah. sort of man. That's right. You know, yeah, he's he's leaping. He goes above players that are a good four to five inches of him when he's standing in his socks, sort of thing. You know, it's a, it's amazing. It's it's good. He's a good boy. But overall, um, Nick, I mean, I'm I'm quite pleased, very pleased with how he started. I mean, if we that you know, what do we win? One out of five at home, first
5: of
2: all. Yeah, That's yeah. A no, we had a poor, poor start, didn't we? Very poor start, and we you were still. The, you only wanted
1: two wins out, and then four, six points. Where would that have taken us? Well, we would have, have been we in have the been
2: frame, promoted, we? I th- Yeah, we'd have been certainly in the in the top two there, mate. But um, yeah, there we are. We are where we are, and it's been quite a roller coaster ride of a season. I've enjoyed it. Have you enjoyed yourself this I've season?
1: Enjoyed, I've enjoyed it, but what I have, I've enjoyed. What I've seen, ninety percent, but I haven't enjoyed. um, As I say, the 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 uh, the guy that laid down at Coventry, Mm. I don't enjoy football like that, mate. I don't enjoy what I saw at Swindon because you know, you knew you knew what was happening, you knew what was going to happen. You actually, you could foresee that the the referee there was absolutely criminal. He was criminal there with some of the decisions he was giving. He was absolutely criminal. Uh, and there's been decisions at home where perhaps I'm a traditionalist, mate. I played played the game enough years myself, you know, and bloke whacked you you got up and you add in next time and you know, and if you went on want the cry that was it. But some of these I am so pleased that Millwall are an honest team and, and, and Neil's got us playing in an honest way. I don't think you can say that any Millwall player who goes into a full blooded fifty fifty has just laid down and rolled over and 5.9 for technical merits. You know, no, and, uh, I agree with that, mate. You know, we haven't, we haven't got that type of player. And I'm so pleased that when I see these opposition players, I'm pleased that, and I hope you, all your listeners agree, that, you know, we're a good, strong, honest side. Um, and no one be more happy than me, mate, to come away from Wembley again. Because uh, I don't know, you know, whether you admit, whilst well, I saw the scum loss. And
2: then the next season, the Swindon win. Saw sort of so. Swind- the Yeah, saw sort the of Swindon. When I was missed the missed the the uh, game, but
1: it's not, the not difference how you feel. Yeah,
2: you know, oh, totally, that, mate. totally, mate, totally. It's not a stadium I like particularly. The modern Wembley. It's in some ways it reminds me of everything you've just described. It's a it's a it's a modern football stadium, and there's, you know, um, it, <laughs> it, it lacks a certain certain something. But it's it certainly
1: lacks atmosphere, mate. It, it lacks, lacks presence. It lacks now, presence. Yeah, um, it lacks atmosphere. It's probably. The old Wembley would have would, was a good place to go to for atmosphere where the new Wembley isn't. Yeah, I think the same can be said as the old den to the new den, really, you know. Very nice, much The atmosphere and the old den, mate, was amazing sometimes. Can that you ma- really
2: imagine the Bradford Blurff at the old den, mate? That would have been a, that would have been a hair. Well, the hairs on the oh, back right. of your neck would have gone up, wouldn't it? Yeah. Sean, yeah. sure, that's fantastic, mate. Thank you
1: for your time oh, very, tonight, mate. Welcome. I, I, I enjoy I enjoy your uh, you know, I enjoy coming on and talking about Meryl because um, it's my passion. I wouldn't tell the wife that anymore. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but she's had enough years of it, mate. So uh, well, I a- say my dad before me, me and now Mark. So uh, it's in the blood.
2: Well, I know I speak for all the listeners of the show to uh, ask Mark to get his finger out for you, mate. We need more Mill fans <laughs> in the future. <laughs> Lovely stuff, Sean. Thank you very much, You're mate. You're
1: welcome, Nick.
0: Meu lou lou
6: Meu